Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Quadrant 4 Politics. This is a very special episode. Uh, we're going to talk about the coronavirus today. We're not, we don't even have our questions with us. We're we just, don't. Uh, this is our end of the world version. The end of the world edition. Because yeah. the world is ending. Um, talking about COVID-19 today because it's a very political issue, I would say. Um, this episode is going to be uploaded out of order because we still have one recorded that hasn't been uploaded yet. So this one's going to be uploaded before that one because this one's more timely. So how timely. many more people have to die before this is uploaded, Riley? Well, I'm going to upload this hopefully right away. We'll see how that goes. Oh, but I see. So you're going to upload this one? Before the next one, yeah. So, I see. Um, but yeah. So it'll be like, oh, they're talking about the end of the world, and the next one will be business as usual. Yeah, the next one after that, be like... we'll be like, we were wrong. It wasn't the end of the world. It gets so much worse. <laughs> yeah. But in between, we had time to answer some questions. Yeah, yeah. On on the previous episode, we were like, "Have you heard about this coronavirus thing, man? Those Chinese people—they're so wacky." Uh, so, how's the coronavirus affecting you, Riley? Uh, man. Um, gosh, I, I didn't even think about how we're gonna start this, but Nor did um, I. well, the coronavirus is real scary. Um, and honestly, it's something that I think is—I don't mean to get like dark right now, but I, I think it's just—it's uh, real scary, man. These are scary times to be alive. Uh, I don't think the government is doing a very good job of working with us, you know, making sure that we are going to be okay. I think this is a pandemic that's uh, going to scar the world for a long time. What are you thinking about the uh, COVID-19? I want to know flu? first, before I answer, what about it do you think is scary? You said government oh, response. Uh, but... I'm not as scared of the virus as I am the fallout of it. Uh the economy, our jobs, um, and the growth of the government. I think, uh, you know, they've been talking about uh, it on the libertarian pages. I can't remember who said it, but someone in government said, never let a crisis go to waste. A crisis is the best time to grow the government. Who the hell said that? Um, was this somebody in government? Someone who was previously in government. I'm not sure if he's still in government. What, were they saying it ironically? No. Uh, I think they were saying it very seriously. That's scary. Yeah, it is scary, and that's um, what concerns me. Um, what about you? What are your general thoughts on this before we dive deeper? Well, I, it's hard because, you know, uh, as I was discussing with you earlier, it's uh, one thing to be capitalist and uh, personal responsibility when things aren't going bad, mm -hmm. but to have those same views during a crisis kind of makes you seem uncaring. Yeah. And, I kind of feel like I might be in the minority when I say, like, we're kind of in overkill mode right now um, with all the restaurants being shut down, all the schools being shut down. The movie theaters. Well, yeah, but... Um, I mean, those are jobs. It's just... Uh, it. I'm, I'm really worried about our economy, and it's not that the lives that are being affected don't matter. I, as we've discussed on other episodes i'm a very pro-life person and i think every life has value and i think uh you know one we're talking about oh well it's only affecting people of certain age groups and people with underlying conditions well those lives matter as well um so it's not like if you're 70 or if you're 35 and have a bad immune system your life doesn't matter mm -hmm. but at what point is you know, does that balance out with, okay, we now have half the world unemployed because we're being told to self-quarantine. And 
I don't work. I mean, I'm kind of rambling, but we're also talking about like, okay, well, the government's going to help us in that time. And it's like, like, even if they help us, like there's still the whole nothing's free. Yeah. It's interesting to see this with a Republican, you know, president and, um, Republicans dominating the Senate because we're seeing them do a lot of very non-Republican things right now. And I'm sure the Republican party is like, crap <laughs> no because they're the the republicans they're not like libertarians they say they want a small government but they also strongly believe in government and uh they're not afraid to grow government either but they're at this this weird place where it's like they're practically being forced into socialist ideas you know like Mitt Romney is now supporting the $1000 for everyone idea which Trump is agreeing with apparently it's which is crazy to me because yeah. Romney was the one who voted to impeach him it kind of just shows that republicans have no backbone like you can say shit about me about how i don't i have disregard for human life and shit like that but it's like i'm not afraid to speak my thoughts and be like yo uh old people they're the ones who are going to die from this and honestly i don't care you know, that's not nice. Though. Well, I know that's not nice to say, but it's like, you know, old people are a hindrance on society in no, some they're ways. Not. Um, old the ones who are don't where you work. get your experience and your wisdom from, <laughs> and your stories about World War One. Okay, crap. yeah, for sure. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, we shouldn't ruin the economy just to save the old people like i have grandpas and grandmas and you know uh people who have immune problems that would die if they got if they got the disease or um would at least be at risk um so you know it i i'm not saying you know just let all these people die but i'm saying we don't need to completely screw over society for these people um Old people are racist, they're sexist, they're homophobic, they're transphobic, they're oftentimes the wrong kind of Republican, they're the government-loving Republican, um, you know, and honestly, uh, they're a drain on society when they're just living off of Social Security that's going to be gone by the time we're their age, you know, so we're not going to have Okay, that. well, they paid into Social Security themselves, so the fact that it's not going to be there for us isn't their problem. Well, we're paying for theirs right now. Well, yeah, but that's... Uh, that's because we didn't privatize Social Security quick enough, yeah. and now it's too late. So, but the fact is, is they put in their years of being healthy, contributing to the economy, and now it's supposed to be their golden years or whatever. And I say we don't just say. But F think you about to them. these super elderly people that have dementia and stuff like that. That they're hardly there, you know. They're practically mentally retarded at this point, or vegetables, you know. Well, vegetable and mentally retarded are different. Mm. Like, well, because if, if you're a vegetable, it means like there's no brain activity. You're just a body pumping blood. I'm coming off as really evil right well, now. Well, you are evil. But, but what I'm trying, what I'm trying to say, I'm not trying to say, you know, I hate old people and they should die. Um, I'm saying it's not that bad to have survival of the fittest, which I think is what, like, we are going to be fine. Even though you're a vapor that puts you at risk, you're still in your 20s. And you're going to be fine, you know. Um, so I think it's just, I, I'm not bothered by survival of the fittest. You well, know? survival of the, the fittest is a, it's a fact one way or another, whether or not we're in a pandemic or not. I mean, that's just kind of how it works. Like, I mean, I don't care 
about protecting old people enough to completely destroy the economy. Um, you know, uh, places are, people are losing their jobs, like fucking losing their jobs over this. Mm -hmm. Like we know a bunch of people personally who just lost their jobs over this. Um, we're at risk of losing our jobs over mm -hmm. this, you yes, know, and it's, it's real scary. Um, and the government's not going to take care of us. You know, if we get a thousand dollars, whoop de doo that's not going to cover everything. And, so I, and that's just going to make our money every, unvaluable. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody getting a thousand dollars is like, the mint is just printing that money out. It's uh, worthless. It's, and just, it's just frustrating, but I, I can't say that it's, it's hard to say, compare life, the value of life to the, value of the economy but what i can say is weren't you saying something about quarantine the idea of quarantine in how do you say quarantining quarantine quarantining um, old people yeah we were talking about that before the podcast but um yeah uh you know one of my ideas that would be a better solution is yeah i'm a libertarian i support uh personal responsibility and i think that instead of putting the entire society and economy at risk over this, I think it would be best for those people who are at risk to self-quarantine themselves. And, you know, I know a lot of those people, you know, they have to go to work and stuff like that, but that's where I think um, charity needs to come in, especially at a or time like what this. If even... Instead of fucking over the entire economy, just, you know, set up programs, and I think the billionaires need to step in and do things where they help the older people, or even us. It's like, you know, if the economy was, like... If all these stores didn't shut down and stuff and it was just all the old people stayed home and all the people who had cancer and stuff stayed home because of their immune systems and shit like that, then I would be willing if, – if, like, someone set up a fundraiser and said, hey, these old people are at risk of, you know, COVID-19 and they're staying home. They can't work. We set up this, you know, charity to support these people and help them get through this difficult time. You bet your ass I'd donate some money to that. Even I'm though sure five minutes ago you were willing to kill them? Well, see, that's – I wasn't willing to kill them. <laughs> You're willing to let them die. Yeah, I'm willing to let them die, but I'm not willing to kill them. And if there was something I could do to, to help them out, then I, you bet your ass I would. You know, if I had a neighbor who was elderly and got in contact with me and was like, hey, can you go to the grocery store for me and pick up some toilet paper? You bet your ass I would. They don't have toilet paper at the grocery store right now. But, <laughs> you know, I, I, I absolutely, I am totally willing to help out, but I don't think that we need to ruin the economy because of it. Because now, you know, after this, we don't know what's gonna what it's gonna be like. You know, the movie industry is doing really poorly. Um, it, it's just it's crazy times, man. Crazy times. It is, and it's it's really it's frustrating because I'm one of those. You know, they say we can't go about just business as usual, and I agree we can't. But at the same time, we have to compare what this virus is doing uh compared to sorry compared to what every other flu does and the the scariest part of uh covid19 is that we don't know enough about it yeah if, they, they if, still don't know how it's transferred between people um, i thought it was i thought i it was through droplets yeah but you know like just disclaimer for our audience uh there's a lot of false information about COVID-19 go, going around, so don't take our word for it. We can only talk about what we know, what we've seen, which could have been fake news because there is a, a lot of fake news about this out there. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it can live on surfaces for a long time. It can transfer through the air, but I think... No, it's it, not airborne, I thought. 
see that that's the thing is that we're getting all, all these conflicting information. And I think the reason why is because the scientists don't know what's going on with it. Like this is brand new. Well, apparently. but they, but it's it's brand new. But it's like a mix of a couple of like they say it's related to both MRSA and SARS or something. Yeah, and it's like I I was watching this video about this uh, this doctor from Singapore and he said something about. Uh, it's definitely more contagious than than one of the other ones, but it's less deadly. So I don't know. Maybe we should all just get it and then get over it. Well, that I mean, it's the, I've seen predictions saying that fifty percent of the population is going to get it. There's a good chance that you and I may have had and didn't have any symptoms because that's uh, very common with people our age. I mean. Uh, they, they, like we carried it around. The, the thing about this, the reason why everything is closing down is because the people who are at risk are at very serious risk of it, and the people who aren't at risk of it won't even know they have it. So you and I could both yeah. have it right now, and if we go to an old folks' home, we could kill the entire old folks' home. So that is why they're shutting down everything. Does that mm, make sense? It makes sense. It just still doesn't make sense to shut everything down. It makes sense to quarantine high-risk people yeah and then i think quarantining high-risk high-risk people would be easier than what they're doing but right then again now. you have people who have to take care of the high-risk people and those people still go home to their families and whatnot well that could be a situation like that they have with the doctors and nurses is set up a, a hotel have them all stay at a certain hotel and then have the hotel employees stay at the hotel as well like um everyone who is interacting um with these patients stay with the patients all the time Let, let's say you were a nurse and uh they set you up at a hospital at a hotel with other covid patients like they turn the hotel into a makeshift hospital or something like that they could keep the hotel employees employed so they can c continue to keep the hotel operating it would just be a medical hotel at that point for a temporary amount of time let's say you weren't even a nurse you just worked at the hotel you would just stay at the hotel permanently they would give you a free room and that's where you would stay until the uh pandemic ends and as a hotel worker i'd be fine with that yeah. like i'd be like okay free room and, yeah you know, and you know especially because i'm single and don't have a family like I'd and be if, like if you didn't want to make that sacrifice you can quit you know well but the whole you can quit thing is like i mean are you saying like you get a choice between unemployment and well i mean uh, you can try or, to find a different job but um, so basically i have to either join the well see that's that's part of i i'm i'm thinking of this in a free market situation not um, well let's think about it in reality well i'm i'm saying is we can't do you that. have if your company deal. makes the decision to turn their hotel that you if you're a hotel worker and your company says hey heads up we're going to turn our hotel into a temporary covid hotel you know at that point in time you can say okay, I'm sticking around and I'm going to help you guys through this. Or you can say, I'm going to look for a new job. So and that, that's even though what, I know, signed on for hospitality, you're forcing me into either... Well, you don't own the company. That's not your choice to make. Um, I believe there's a certain um, agreement when you start a job that, you know, whether you're getting into, you know, the hazard of it all. But, but people sell companies all the time. Like, it, it, if, if it, it's essentially like changing your company being bought out, things are going to change. 
so okay so do you stay on with the changes or do you look for something else yeah i think that's i think that's one thing to say that's fine as long as you can still say i'm not comfortable with that i'd rather look for other employment but still get to collect unemployment because the because essentially your industry has changed into something that you didn't sign on for it's still within the realm of hospitality i'd say Mm, that's high risk hospitality i guess but you know still hospital and, and you're not at risk because you're a young person that's you know that doesn't mean i'm 100 percent. If, if you were an elderly person. hotel worker if you were working at the front desk and you were you know an old person then you could be like i'm gonna be one of the patients in this hotel or i need to get out you know and so what do you do for that old patient who wants to or that old employee who wants to quarantine at home do uh, they get to collect unemployment i mean maybe i don't know exactly so these are all factors and all i don't to be to be fair i don't use unemployment because i'm not trash so i don't know how it's not about trash it's about (laughs) someday because i i believe in personal responsibility and if i don't have a job that's on me i don't put that on anyone except someday when your boss comes up to you and says we no longer have your position available you're not going to be like in personal responsibility so i'm not going to get unemployment Uh, that's untrue i have savings that will last me for a year Without a paycheck. Even though you've paid into unemployment yourself. This isn't... Unemployment's not a welfare program. It's something we pay into. That's why we get that little part taken off of our tax. Yeah, but I also... I just... You're using your taxes. It would be easier... It would be easier for me to find a job than go through all the paperwork and nonsense that it requires to get unemployment. Like, and I'd rather do that. You're just... You're difficult to work with, really. (laughs) Let me tell you, that's just... My laziness knows no bounds. I'd rather find a job than figure out how to do. You can't be both lazy and personal responsibility person. Well, I, my laziness has the realm of I just rather do the right thing. I'm I'm lazy in that I don't want to you know uh, abuse the government system. I don't know. I think you know, and there's all this talk about government and what the government's doing wrong and all the screw ups by the trump administration or by your state government and it's like how how do you get something like this right you know like how do you get a pandemic right like oh we responded to this pandemic really well like it like Um, what country has is doing really well i read i i saw something on facebook but i didn't click on it and it was some some country in asia i can't remember which one but it was like lessons we could take from this country and i don't know what they did but uh it's i mean we know italy hasn't done well we know china has not done well and we're talking about two different those are those are two different types of economies that are different from each other that are also different from the u.s all three of us have i mean we similar traits but also different economies and the fact is is sometimes it doesn't matter what your economy is, a pandemic's going to come in and it's going to get you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get your COVID-19, really. I think freedom and liberty are the only answers here. And the reason why is because in Italy, Italy and China are two of the biggest places where they're having issues. In Italy, they have socialized health care and their healthcare system is not working for them. Uh, doctors are having to choose to let patients die because they're so at risk, you know, they're letting these super elderly just die, because they have no other option. And you might say, I'm 
an evil person because I'm saying survival of the fittest and I'm not too bothered by letting the elderly and at-risk people die. But that's what's happening in Italy. That is exactly well, what's happening. Not... Hold on, I'm not done. Okay, not done. okay, go ahead. Go ahead, finish. <laughs> are you are you interrupting me? Like, they were I interrupting didn't... Trump at the debates? <laughs> okay, sure, yeah. Wrong. Um, and China... Do I just, China... <laughs> while you talk, can I just say wrong? <laughs> wrong. <laughs> China, um, they have a... Uh, totalitarian authoritarian government and they're able to get through this by telling like demanding that people stay inside you know and if you leave you die um and north like korea is probably shooting people you know mm-hmm. um and that's that might be an effective way to handle this situation but it is wrong and it's corrupt and it's uh, immoral i believe freedom is the best way to handle it in a free market because the way we get through a process a crisis like this is through resources and if government is stepping in with their regulations and their taxes and their mandates and stuff, the resources become more scarce. You know, if it was easier to become a nurse, if it was easier to become a doctor, if it was easier to build a, a hospital, uh, we would have more of all of those things that would be available to take care of these people. But because building a hospital is so expensive and difficult, you know, Jeff Bezos isn't interested in building hospitals because it's it's not a profitable option. But if building hospitals was easier and didn't require so many regulations and shit like that, we'd have more hospitals. You know, and if it was easier to become a nurse and a doctor, shit, I'd become a nurse, <laughs> you know? And it, it, I'm not saying that we need to get rid of all the regulations because I'm not an anarcho-capitalist. But, the like, 16 years to become a doctor is ridiculous, you know? It shouldn't. It shouldn't take that long, and it's uh, our country is low on doctors because of shit like that. Yeah. Okay, I agree. I don't remember my original point that I was going to interrupt you <laughs> with. Now, something about you saying, uh, uh, I mean, survival of the fittest. If the old people have to die, they have to die. Right. Sure, but right now I don't think we're at the point where they have to die. So, I think maybe the answer is well, that's what not the... what government can do for us. But what we can do for each other. Well, yeah, that's... and I think, I think coronavirus ultimately is a test of is going to be a test of our character as individuals. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, that's that's what government's trying to do with this. Is I don't know if you've heard about the flattening the curve thing. Is the reason why they're telling us to self quarantine and the reason why they're restricting how many people can go into a place at a time is because. They're trying to flatten the curve, whereas if a lot of people get infections right away, it fills up the hospitals immediately. But if the infections happen slower over time, then the hospitals won't be as crazy busy. So that's what they're trying to do. And we could do that personally if the if the media just continues to tell us, hey, if you want to help us through this crisis, stay home, don't go out, shit like that. Then, you know, we as a society can decide, okay, we want to help out with that and we'll try to stay home. Which is no problem for me. I'm, I'm a homebody. I, I can entertain myself at home for hours, days, mm-hmm. months. Um, and uh, I don't think that government needs to step in and shut down these businesses. Because a lot of this stuff is like um, movie theaters, okay? I want to go see a movie during the crisis. Um, but I also want to help out by self-isolating. So I'm going to self-quarantine myself until the movie comes out and I want to go see the movie. But... The old person can also have the personal responsibility of saying, hey, Riley, thank you for self-quarantining while you're seeing this movie. You know what? I'm just going to avoid the movie theaters during this time because obviously that's not a smart decision for me to go to the fucking movie theater during the coronavirus, you know? Like, I think it, I think it needs to happen on both ends, but instead the government is punishing everyone. Well, but the thing, but they're, the reason they're punishing everyone is not because 
everyone's at risk, but it's because everyone can carry it. Like you said, we could we could both have it right now, and maybe we won't feel anything, even though I think we would. But let's say we don't. Actually, isn't there like right now? There's like four NBA players or something that yeah. have it, and three of them say they aren't feeling any symptoms. Yeah. Um. Um. Uh, Idris Elba. Um, I don't know if that's how you say his name. He played um, Heimdall in the Thor movies, but he's also, uh, he's known for a lot of things. He's a really handsome black man, and uh, he's an actor. And um, he got tested for the coronavirus, and he got tested, and he didn't have any symptoms. Like, he didn't have any symptoms, and he still got tested anyways, and it turned out that he had it. So, um, Which, but and right he, now... He's, uh, he's got gray hair in his beard, but he's not very old. But right now most people they won't test you if you yeah that, that's that's another thing that's going on is people are complaining that wealthy people are getting tested no problem so what's your but, response to that uh i don't really have much of a response for that um i think that you know the testing kits would be available if we had a free market you know if they were easier and and cheaper to make and stuff like that um which i think could only happen with the free market but, but. aren't they lifting a lot of these regulations right now that I mean, too late though. I mean, uh, the process to get them all made and stuff like that. Well, and maybe, maybe and also we could have responded to this better if every year there wasn't a different, like because at first I, and I'll admit it because it's the truth. At first I was like, this is going to be another SARS, another MRSA, yeah, another Ebola, another mm-hmm. bird flu, another swine flu, yeah, and I was like, this happens every year except for the past three years because we've been dealing with. Uh, TDS, Trump Derangement Syndrome. <laughs> and be, so that was the disease the last three years. Before that, every year, there was a disease. And so we didn't respond fast enough because we were like, okay, this is the this is the newest uh, sickness fad or the new, the new illness of the year, you know. Yeah. And we didn't think it was going to get this big. So uh-huh. I blame the media for a lot of this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well... And I think I, that needs to be discussed is how much... How culpable is the media? Yeah. You know, the me- the media is a frustrating thing for me. Um, I don't blame them because I think there is a, a, some slight panic that needs to happen. Um, uh, be- because I-, I think this does need to be taken seriously, especially if we do want to protect our elders. Um, they've blown it a little bit out of proportion, I would believe. And that's why people are panicking. But... They are also, as we've discussed before off air, um, they are private companies and they're not state owned, which is good. I don't want state owned media, but they but, still need to make money. Yeah, they're st- they want to focus on want making money, money, so they're like a crisis like this is like great. Everyone is tuning in. Let's keep them tuning in, and that uh, concerns me a bit. Um, and I think concerns me a lot. You know, I I think this is why YouTube is great is because there's so many alternative news sources out there, which can be a detriment because of fake news, but it's also great because there's a lot of people on YouTube who are like, yo, here's the facts. This is what you need to be worried about. And this is what you don't need to be worried about. The problem is, is that the old people are the ones who are at risk and they're also the ones who are in government. And so they don't watch new media, it's which like is referring every to old YouTube. persons in government. Well, yeah, but they're they're the ones. A lot of pe- people in government are older, um, and um, old people have a lot of power and money, and so they're the ones who are, you know, influencing public media and attention and like public thought, you know. Um, whereas the younger people are watching YouTube, and the older people are watching Fox News, and Fox News is like 
be fucking panicked about this. And then the old people turn to their senators and like fucking do something for us where the young people we're watching the new media, which is like YouTube and podcasts and shit like that. And some of it might be fake, but there's a lot of facts out there. that are like, yo, you don't need to be, you know, Alex Jones is obviously bad. That's just awful. You know, if, if you're watching the other things, uh, on new media that's like, hey, here's the facts and this is what you need to be worried about and this is what you don't. We're understanding that if the old people got that same messaging as us, they might not be as worried about it and the government might, might not be doing as much. What is uh, your, how would you handle this situation? What do you think is the right way to do it? I don't know. I'm not a politician. <laughs> There's a good reason I'm not a politician. But, uh, I, how, or fudge, how would I handle this? Uh, you're very concerned about the economy and your job and stuff like that. How would how would you handle this situation? Well, this whole... I, I think maybe what we need is to keep the airlines going, keep the movie theaters going, keep the uh, hotels open, keep the restaurants open, but maybe limit capacity, you yeah. know? So a clicker, you know, whatever. You'd like, okay, so this restaurant can usually hold... 200 people well right now we're gonna do 50 and i'm sorry even though it looks like most of the restaurants open right now it we don't actually we don't actually have that amount is of the tables. government enforcing this or is this a choice by the restaurant i'm owner? saying this is a under the matt administration so um, the government would be making this choice um i don't know i don't have all the facts obviously i don't think anybody has all the facts and I think even in government, you can get conflicting facts. And uh, there's only so much blame I'm willing to throw at government because even government is full of, you know, it's government's made up of people and people make mistakes and people get information wrong and they get wrong information. And that's why I think it needs to just come down to the individuals. But then again, individuals make stupid decisions too. Mm. And that's why this is ultimately something we're going to have to write out. And well, I don't know what can, I think what would you, what are you, what's, what's the Riley administration plan for this? Uh, the Riley administration, um, the limited government idea, I, I would say is let business owners run things the way they want and how they see fit. Um, obviously let the media tell people the facts and what's going on and let, uh, you know, the, the media can be doing everything as they're doing right now. Um, and then people can decide on their own. Like the younger people can say, Hey, what can I do to help the elderly people? And the elderly people would, the responsible responsibility would be put on them to be like, Hey, I'm at risk of this. I need to take precautions about myself. Um, and a lot of them are not. And that's why the government's stepping in. But I think that that's, you know, uh, there's a lot of things out there that you don't want to do. You don't want to go into the scary neighborhoods, you know, shouting the N word. You'll get shot. Oh yeah, that you would don't want to go to a gay bar and have sex with every man there because you'll get AIDS. You don't want to. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like, don't yell queer, but you went. Well, I'm I'm saying it's like you don't want to do you know meth because you'll get addicted right away. Like there's a lot of shit in life that's really fucked up and scary. This is a new thing and it affects the old people. So the old people are the ones who need to you know not go to you know 
this risky part of town yelling the n-word so they'll get shot like that's it's the same fucking but thing if we look at but all of society is being punished for it and i and i don't disagree with you there but if let's get rid of your first example because most people don't go to a black neighborhood and yell the n-word i didn't say black i said poor <laughs> what okay you could go to a poor white neighborhood and they're gonna be like yeah that's right tell you what trump 2020 but uh i could be like joe biden and be like poor kids are just as bright as white kids <laughs> Um, anyway, but the fact is, is we still do have people that go into gay bars and have sex with all the guys. Mm -hmm. And we do have, what was your third example? Um, like doing meth just because it's so Yeah, we do have people that do meth. So the fact is we don't, we can't count on individuals to make the right decisions. So. Yeah, but I, I don't think society should be punished or I don't think we need, those are reasons to make the government more powerful. Because it, ultimately, the government is going to take away our rights. And we get things like the war on drugs, which is it wastes a ton of tax money. It hurts the economy. And it, it's racist, you know. It, You're racist. It, it fills up the jails. Like, there's so many things wrong with the war on drugs. And drugs are bad. I don't, I hardly drugs do. Are, drugs are bad. Drugs are bad, okay? Okay. Drugs um, are fun, though. They're fun uh, for all ages. I don't do very many drugs. Like, obviously, I'm a. Like, I'll get high every now and then. But that's because I know that weed is something that, you know, is okay. And I've experienced it before. And it's not addictive. I rarely do it. And when I do, I have a good time. But, you know, I know that, like, smoking is bad. I don't smoke. I know that heroin is bad. I don't do heroin. I don't. I know that meth is bad. And I don't do meth. You know, like, I don't want those things to be illegal because I know that they're wrong. Because the efforts that people go through to stop them, like the war on drugs creates cartels and violence and it's rather i'd rather just idiots let idiots be idiots and kill themselves than create a bunch of murderous people in mexico who are leaving bodies all along the border you know so you want to build a wall no i don't want that's to what i no. just heard <laughs> no you're i say i want to end, build a wall. i want to end the war on drugs by building a wall no that the, the wall so and drugs i feel like we've kind of been rambling we haven't really had like a list of you know like we haven't had like points like let's talk about the economy let's talk about government let's talk about personal stuff we've kind of been rambling all the other what's your what's your overall thought riley what do you mean i don't know what i guess uh what should we do now uh in the state that we're in now and i don't care about libertarian <laughs> which i guess they wouldn't have seen the previous episode but uh <laughs> my point is is that uh what should we what do we do now to help the economy and reduce the spread of virus? I, I think we need to um, cut regulations on the medical industry, like doctors, nurses, building hospitals, creating the test kits and stuff like reduce that. Reduce drug prices but we also, right away. Um, well, I think you reduce drug prices by reducing regulations and um, nope, you know, through government enforcement. Limiting the patent, patent system so that there's competition that can lower the prices. Except that doesn't help um, us now. Because well, let's say that's the thing is that government has put us in this position where we don't have a quick fix. Mm, you got a good point there. You know, but uh, like I am, if you put, we are in a very tricky time right now, and they're trying, like they're cutting regulations right now, and they're going to be giving us money, but. As soon as this crisis is over, those things are going to come back, and the government is going to grow in power. Um, and they're going to take our new free money away. Yeah, and uh, or it's just going to become worthless. Uh, 
But it's going to become worthless the you, second they see, give it to us. If we give the government the power to go up to a company and say, you need to lower the price of this right now, government has that power forever. And we don't want that. We, it's it's a slower process. Only but we on need to, I'm only saying on medication and like medical services. But that's that's all of a sudden we lose all of our medication because people aren't interested in going into that industry anymore because government has so much power. I'm not there saying control. don't make it profitable. I'm saying if, yeah, if, but if that it is, takes you that ten is, cents to make, why do you have to sell it for five hundred dollars? That is a slippery slope. It man. is a slippery slope. And but competition is I the have, best way to do that. I have because to, if we introduce a competitor that like if it costs ten cents to make it, someone's selling it for three thousand dollars, you introduce a competitor who's able to make it uh, you know, for fifty cents and they sell it for a dollar. All of a sudden the competitor who's selling it for three thousand dollars has to come down real quick. They might be able to make it for cheaper. But they have to compete with this company now that's making it for a more expensive price, but selling it for a lot cheaper cost. Okay. It still doesn't answer what we do right now. The fact is, is I got to be pro-life before I'm pro-free market. And I think we need to get the cost of healthcare down. Not, not to where it's not profitable, but... Drug makers don't need to be making, you know, 50,000% on a single pill. Well, are, does it, do we need to focus on the insulin crisis right now? Like, we should just be focusing, focusing on the coronavirus. And well, right now there's no single medication that, like... Well, we can make a vaccine faster by reducing the regulations on vaccines, which is what that. they've done. Exactly yeah. my point. And it's, it, you know, they're working on it as fast as possible, but they still have to go through all these trials they and still stuff. Get, they say it's still going to be 12 months, to, yeah. 12 to 18 months. Yeah. I can't afford that. I can't afford 12 to 18 months. I don't know if we have an option to get, get by that. And well, lowering the price of insulin is not going to be the answer. Well, I'm not saying, <laughs> but I'm saying in general, lowering drug prices is going to help for when people become unemployed, they can at least stay alive. It's the, it's the same uh, reason we don't tax food, you know? Well, I think, I think the best way to keep people from being unemployed is by getting rid of these dumb restrictions on uh, businesses like making them close, putting a limit on how many people can get inside. Um, if we want the economy to survive, it's just the people who are at risk need to self-quarantine. You know, and those are the ones that are going to have the money issues, and the rest of society needs to step up and help them out. So let's do it. Let's have everybody who's 50 or... Okay, here's my plan. Everybody who's 55 or older has to self-quarantine, and they, if they're employed, they can collect unemployment. Okay. Until such time as the virus is over, and we get to start this major charity called Help Coronavirus People, and then... Sponsored by Quadrant for Politics. Exactly. And then the rest of us can just live our lives? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, and then we're back to about the people who help them. And so we've just circled back around to uh, you wanting me to live in a hotel or get fired yeah so yeah your plans are stupid um well think about that that'd be a sweet job imagine if uh they paid you more for that like hey we're gonna you're gonna have to live in this hotel for a while but um we're gonna cover your food you know we're gonna feed you wouldn't that be dope that'd be pretty cool yeah but it wouldn't be cool for everybody because some people got families they have to go home to or True. and we don't know how long this is gonna let's say this lasts a couple years you know 
even I eventually would want to leave the hotel to go visit the fam. You know, yeah. I'm when I say I don't have a family, I mean like I'm not married with kids. I'm not saying I don't have parents that I don't want to go see or siblings that I want to visit. You know, like yeah. so. I don't know. There's no easy answer, but uh, I think you know they. I, I'm you know I get I would get crucified for saying this in public, but we need to return to business as usual a little bit more than we are mm -hmm. right now because what we're doing right now is definitely overkill mm -hmm. um especially considering you know the like i don't do you know the statistics yet like how many people have died in the u.s like uh i know last, a couple of days saw... ago it was at 100 so maybe it's at 300 now i god i hope not but um yeah yeah you know, it, it, it's a scary time and we don't have the answers. Uh, and I might talk strong headed, but um, I'm just giving out my thoughts. And obviously, I don't know what I mean. Work and, and that's stuff. what both of um, us are doing because we're not professionals. We don't know, but we're both, I mean, like everybody, we're concerned about, you know, we're concerned about ourselves and we're concerned about the economy and we're concerned about, you know, people we know that are losing their jobs and, uh, it's it's not going to matter if we save all the old people if you know none of us have jobs anymore if all the businesses close and then you know all of a sudden the government has to come over and create a bunch of government owned you know grocery stores and stuff like that all of a sudden we've entered a socialist country at that point and uh, that's that's scary scarier I'd say you yeah know? I would yeah we don't want to get to that point and even if we got to that point it would be like. I would want something in place that says, like, this isn't going to last more than two years or whatever. Yeah. But by that time, you get, you know, if government's gotten so much power, then they're ready to just, you know, even if we say, okay, government, you get to come in and take over everything for two years to fix the problem. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be gone in two years. They're there permanently, you know. What I'd like to talk about is what can we learn from this? What I can learn from this or what I hope other people learn from this is how to be prepared for an event like this. Um, like I said earlier, I have savings that I could lose my job for a year and still be able to pay my bills. Um, I don't have children, you know, I, I, I made the, I made, I was smart enough to not procreate because I know I wouldn't be able to take care of them at all, let alone at a time like this. And you're seeing a lot of people saying like, they closed down the schools, what am I supposed to do with my children? That's not on me, you know, that that's not on the government, that's on you. So did you know the schools can still be open to serve as uh, like childcare? So they're allowed to keep, which is funny, because it's like, okay, you can keep the schools open, just no learning. <laughs> yeah, you can go uh, to school, but do not learn. I haven't read a whole lot on that. The only thing I have seen is that the the kids who are poor and on like the school food programs can still go to the school for food. Which I mean, that's good. Yeah. I don't know what you feel about that, but I think that's good because I, uh, you know, I think that there's a better way to do that. But that's not something I hate. What uh, about you? What do you think we can learn from this? I think what we can learn is that we don't actually learn from history because, like I was saying, this happened uh, 100 years 100 ago. years ago. The influenza True, but break that, out of 19... Was it 1919, I think? The world has changed so much since then. I don't know if there's much that we can learn from that. I mean, so far we haven't killed 6 million Jews again, but, <laughs> like... 
uh, hatred is maybe down. A lot of the, the globe, but a lot of the panic is because the world is so much smaller now because of the internet and social media. So you know that wasn't a, an issue back then, whereas now you know false information is everywhere and it's making people panic. It's not something we would have learned from history. That's a good point. That's but, that's a real good point. But uh, but I do think you're right. I think we could have learned to uh, prepare a little bit better. Well, yeah, and I'm like, for example. For some reason, I always keep stocked up on toilet paper. I don't even use that much. But, like, I have enough toilet paper to last me, like, six months. And it's just because, like, I myself don't want to go back to the store to get more. Like, I don't want to be shopping for that all the time. So, I see a good deal and I buy it. But in, like, Clorox wipes, like, I have, like, three or four, four of those things. Because at one point, I saw them discounted on the shelves. The thing is, is I'm not using them. Like, I don't ever use them, but right now I have them. And uh, so my preparedness comes from, you know, seeing a discount and not wanting to buy it later. Mm -hmm. But I think, uh, I mean, you can only be prepared so much. Like, we can't all build a bomb shelter below us, you know? Like, you can, like you see on, what's that show, Doomsday Preppers or whatever? Yeah, but there's... I. I just want people to save money. Not um, every contingency can be planned for. But yeah, yeah, saving money is... There's a lot of people who just, as soon as they get a check, they spend it all. And it's like, you don't need a lot of that shit. That, I'm, I mean, that's true. I spend a lot of money on I mean, food I, and... I, I don't own a car because it's not worth it to me. You know, cars are real hippie, expensive. But... and uh, Am I a hippie? <laughs> well, let's but... see. The other day my car was broke down and you couldn't help because that's true. you're a hippie. But, uh, I that's spent something... the night in my car. I know. That's was... real sad. I do feel bad about that. Well, you should because had you had a car, you could have come pick yeah. me up because you're the only person I knew who was awake yeah. that late. Yeah. Bad time to get stuck in your car. It was. It was Coronavirus I... is like knocking on the door. <laughs> It was. It hey, was out. Actually, knock, knock. I had a bum come up to me. And oh God! No. He's like, and you know what he said? What he he was like, "Hey, uh, I just." He's like, "Hey, you okay in there?" And I thought he was legitimately concerned about me. Yeah. I rolled down my window. Okay, he wasn't a bum because he actually had a nice car. But he's like, "Need help? I can help you if you got a little money for my tank." And uh, he was like, "I just lost all my money at the casino, uh. and I wanted him to go away so much. I opened my." wallet i had one single dollar bill in there i said here's this dollar i don't need help it's all i have thank you and i gave it to him rolled the window up so he, here's a dollar bro yeah and he's like just a dollar like i can fix your car and like the problem was the starter and i'd yeah. already had like two other people give me an opinion oh yeah and i he's like i think it's the starter and i'm like can you do anything about it now and he's like no and i'm like okay goodbye like thank you so here's your dollar please leave. so because you didn't have a car you weren't prepared to help me which was your obligation as my friend i'm so sorry well I, I i'm just, just saying you want to talk about other people being prepared but were you prepared to help others i was prepared to help myself oh well that's great that's not what jesus wants from us though <laughs> yeah and i think if we follow god's commands right now amen to love one another (laughs) and to forgive others and to love our enemies we will get through this but will we do that absolutely not and and that's where we're ending on that christian message that's is where we're ending because what everybody out there needs to know is if you love god and you love others you will get through this and things will get harder but you have a god that promises to never leave or forsake you Mm -hmm. and that is the end of our show all right, cool. Uh, if you got laid off, look at drugstores and grocery stores and hardware stores. They're still hiring, so you can get a job there. Anyways, thanks for tuning in to Quadrant 4 Politics uh, for the special 
coronavirus episode. End of the world edition. End of the world edition. Uh, email us at quadrantforpolitics at gmail.com. That's the number four, not spelled out. Um, Check us out on all streaming services, such as... Yeah, YouTube. Uh, are we doing this at the end? Just say it. <laughs> they finish the episode and they're like, oh, I didn't know I could listen there. <laughs> okay, well, fine. Don't listen to us on any of these services. <laughs> Don't listen to us at all. Just, Just go leave. ahead and stop listening where I said, uh, you know, follow God and everything's fine. Praise Jesus. That's right. You need to start reading your Bible, Brandon. <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys in the next one.